All right. Give it up for Dan, you guys. Dang, guys, you get such a generous hand clap. Um, let's turn to Romans chapter 9, specifically. Give you a minute to uh, turn there. Um, I love teaching and preaching the Word of God. Uh, it is so much fun. And, um, yeah, guys, I'm just super stoked we're all here together. Um, it's been a while since we have had this many peeps here um, at Ecclesia, and I think it's just so joyful to see all these peeps here. And um, I'm excited to dig into the Word of God together. And so um, with that being said, um, here we go. Found my notes. Um, guys, with that being said, tonight I want to – I was really – Diving into the Word of God, you know, doing the studies, doing like comment, reading commentaries, looking at different resources to help me comprehend and really dive in deep to what God is saying to us right here, um, or dive into what Paul is saying to the Roman church right here. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. And but I just wanted to make clear that if we're just learning about God and we're um, and we're really just reading to gain knowledge and everything, and we forget to open up our heart and forget to really know who God is, not just what the Bible says, but really open up your heart to what God has to say, um, kind of to approach the Bible, approach God's Word the way He intended it to. Um, if I'm you know, going out and hanging out with someone for the first time, say me and Levi are hanging out for the first time, and I'm just sitting there just kind of asking questions, very blunt face and just whatever, yeah, I'm getting to know you. Um, I'm not going to really get to know who Levi is. And so as we're approaching God's Word today, uh, I just want to encourage everybody to to really just um, to just have fun uh, exploring and getting to know who God is and who Jesus is and who the Word of God says Jesus is and um, and to learn from others' examples as they are writing this letter, uh, specifically Paul to the Romans. And so we've gone through verses 1 through 8, and today we're going through, or I said verses, I think, uh, chapters 1 through 8, and we're going through chapter 9 today. Thank you. <laughs> it's blinding me. I was like, I was about to pass out. Um, anyways, um, 1 through 8 is, I wrote it down, 1 through 8 is really just the principles of salvation. And it's kind of, in chapter 9, it takes a big shift. And it not only takes a big shift, but he really starts it out with um, very distinct language that um, changes the whole thought process, the whole subject and everything. And what he's going to do now in chapters 9 through 11 is he will be kind of focusing on Israel, and he will be focusing more on the Jews. Does that make sense? And then through uh, chapters 12 through 16, he's going to pick back up on kind of the practical side of things. Does that make sense, guys? All right, sweet. So I got assigned, and, you know, I love it. And uh, But bear with me as we are going to read through the entire chapter of chapter 9 together. Does that sound good? Um, I'll try and be as 
enthusiastic as I can and try and really take your attention from you. Um, yeah, anyways, here we go. Chapter 9. And I just ripped my Bible, but that's all right. Um, I am that excited right now. I hope you guys are excited, as excited as me. Here we go. Chapter 9. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut out from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them, the Israelites, belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. Verse 6. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. Can I hear an amen that the word of God does not fail? The truth has nothing to hide. Um, For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But, in quotations, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year, I will return and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing, uh, either good or bad, in order that God's purpose uh, of election might continue, uh, not because, I'm like slowly breaking down right now, guys, not because of works, but because of him who calls. She was told, the older will serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Um, Does God hate? Um, No, that's kind of a poor translation. Uh, The translation more correctly would be Jacob, 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 I have, Jacob, (laughs) Jacob, I have loved, but Esau, I have rejected. Um, It's not a matter of love and hate, but it's a matter of um, who God chose, who God had elected. Um, Verse 14, what shall we say? Man, there's so many verses left. Here we go. (laughs) Bear with me. What shall we say then? Is there injustice? Yeah, this is a fair question. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? And he says, by no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all of the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and hardens, and he hardens whomever he wills. Verse 19. You will say to me then, Why does he still find fault? This is a fair question after um, kind of the... Uh, the, the thought of God has raised people up for good or bad or whatever that whole deal is. And he says, a fair question that people might ask, well, we say then, why does he 
even find fault? How is it their fault? And who can res- even resist his will? And then he says, but who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out the same lump one vessel uh, for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience, patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory? Even us whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles, as indeed he says in Hosea, those who were my people, or those who were not my people, I will call my people, and her who was not my be- was not beloved, I will call beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, "You are not my people," there they will be called sons of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of the sons of Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a rem- only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth fully and without delay. And Isaiah, and as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts has not, had not left us uh, offspring, we would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. Bringing it home right here, baby. <laughs> what shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it. That is, a righteousness that is by faith. But... That Israel, who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness, did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith. They didn't pursue it by faith. As if it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And whoever believes in him, whoever believes in this stone, this stumbling rock, will not be put to shame. Let's pray real quick, guys. Um, Lord God, I ask that you just uh, use this time to bring your name glory and that we get to know you. God, not only do we get to learn a little bit more about you, God, but we get to know you personally. And that um, we just get to feel your presence, God. We get to feel your love. And God, I ask that this glory, this Shekinah glory, this physical just presence of you, the glory of God, um, be made known tonight. And um, and God, that's tonight just be awesome. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, guys, in in verse or in chapter nine, I was really um, I was really you know diving in and studying all this and. And really trying to comprehend all that's being said right now, because when you read over it, just um, like we did there, it's you're not going to catch everything. If you're just leisure reading um, a lot of what the Word of God has to say, at least you're not gonna you're not gonna understand everything all the time. And so, kind of quickly, I'm gonna try and describe what's going on here in verse nine. As I already said, we're focusing the um, kind of the attention over to Israel and kind of answering these questions to the Jews and about the Jews. And so. Um, but once we're done doing that, um, I feel like the Lord, you know, he really put that thing on me, uh, the thing in my heart that, listen, you're, we're, we're doing a lot of learning about me 
Dan, you're doing a lot of teaching about me, but but is everyone getting to know me? Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna dive into chapter nine, and we're gonna get to know and uh, hear God's word a little bit more, and dive in and have it explained. But um, but at the end, I just feel like God gave me a word, and so I'll share that at the end. So we're gonna start in verse four, and it says um, they are Israelites, and um, he's Paul right here. He's verses really one through five. He's just making an acknowledgement to his people because he was a Jew also and he's making acknowledgement to his people he's saying he's saying look Israel were God's chosen people they were his chosen people to them were the covenants to him was the literal physical presence of God um, behind the curtain behind the veil in the most holy of places to them were the patriarchs the the ones who were blessed with the seed of Christ even but he's going through all this and really the point that he's trying to make across is that God will choose who will be his vessel to show his mercy and his glory. And he really shows that it really, it's not as much as a physical standpoint of a race, but a spiritual um, standpoint of faith. Okay, so he goes on and um I'm going to do my best to explain this pretty quickly, but he talks about Abraham and Isaac, and um, and there was offspring of Abraham. God said uh, uh, to Abraham, uh, Isaac, uh, your offspring be named. This means of all this, um, uh, I don't know. But anyways, um, he had two sons, and God didn't even... Uh, recognize his first son who came through another woman, but he recognized the promised son. And God said all his descendants will be blessed and come from the seed of Abraham. But um, the Jewish nation didn't come from Ishmael. I'm pretty sure is that his name, Ishmael? And, but he came through Isaac. And so the Jewish people, they need to recognize that it's it's not exactly this physical way exactly and only. It's also has this spiritual influence that God will choose who his elect people will be. And here Paul is really just laying out that God is choosing these people to show his mercy. And um, he chose the Israelites and he chose the Jewish people. Um, I was talking to Dave a little bit today and I was just just in awe how throughout the New Testament, uh, the Gospels, you really see how the Jewish people, they're really like, we are Jews and, you know, we are God's chosen people. And like, it's it's very kind of like this stuck up sense and like, it's kind of weird, but I can understand how it would be like that. But, but God, he didn't choose them because they had done anything. He chose them because that those are the people that he wanted to show his mercy through. If you guys have studied the Old Testament, and I don't know much about the Old Testament, but I've started to dig in a little bit, and I'm learning more and more. But the more I learn about the Old Testament and the Jewish people and what they had gone through and what they had done to God, I see nothing but God's forgiveness and mercy. It is amazing. It is amazing where God will do one thing, he'll part the seas, and then the next thing, they're worshiping other gods. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy, but... It's just kind of a typology, and it's just kind of a a foreshadow, and it it reminds me of myself. It reminds me of myself. 
And I see myself in Israel, but God continues to show his mercy on me. And he showed his mercy on the cross for me through Jesus Christ. Um, he died in my place. And it doesn't get much better than that. Um, and through all this, there were, um, gosh, um, a remnant. There's just tons of prophecy um, being pointed out. And he just makes it boldly clear Um those who were not my people, I will call my people. That's talking about you and me, guys. Someone say amen to that. That's yeah. good stuff. Um, if the Lord had, uh, that's the part that I just ripped out of my Bible. Um, uh, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling block, a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. It's just tons of prophecy. But it's all pointing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It is all pointing to Jesus because it's all about Jesus. And, um, and I honestly just then did not do a super good job of explaining chapter nine um, because there's just a lot there and time limits me and I feel like God has put something else on my heart. Um, And so with that being said, um, at the end of chapter eight, it comes in with this or just exits with this powerhouse, these powerhouse verses uh, in verse 37. It just says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us through Jesus. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, no powers, no height, no depth, no anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What an amazing testimony. And um, I know me in my life, my God, have I felt the love from Him. And it's continuous. When I'm feeling down, He is faithful. When I'm feeling up, he is faithful. You know, it's not even just the type of love where it's all ooey-gooey. It's even this love of discipline. And it's the love that where, you know, how many of you guys have kind of kind of see the, the value in being disciplined? You know, having self-discipline, being disciplined by your parents and learning good tendencies and, you know, being able to focus, do the right things and everything. It's good stuff. And God loves us that way too. He loves us in so many different ways. And... Now, in chapter 9, he opens up with these verses. He says, I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I'm not lying, and my conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit. Basically, he's saying that, guys, this is serious. Something's really bothering me right now, and I'm telling the truth, and this is how I'm feeling. He says, that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. A.K.A. he's saying, if I could take myself out of the picture and put everyone else in the picture, I would do that because my heart breaks that much for my brothers and sisters who do not know Jesus. That's what he's saying. And he is literally just those words, unceasing anguish in my heart, great sorrow. He's being serious right now. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, I'll read it real quick. Um, he says, For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Um, guys, God did amazing amazing things through Israel and now he has included you 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 all of us including me everybody 
He's given all of us the opportunity. And many of you guys in here, you guys have received it. You, you can't experience it until you've received it. You can get maybe a little taste. You can feel the Holy Spirit drawing you in if you haven't received it. But if you have received Jesus, you know it. You feel it. And if you have received his Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and everything, you should have this heart cry. You should have this deep anguish and sorrow for the other believers, or the other non-believers, the other Gentiles that are walking through this life right now not knowing Jesus. That should be our heart cry that, you know, in reality, we cannot take their place so that they can go in and be grafted in their name written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. That can't happen. But but we can take ourselves out of, you know, our own life and put ourselves out there into the deepest waters to really show that we care that much and that we would really die for ourselves to ourselves that much to give everyone else an opportunity to accept this. Mm-hmm. So tonight I was just um just even during worship guys um for everyone in here, I mean, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, I don't know. Um, I don't know for everybody, but being a believer, um, we're on 24-7, you know? Um, anyone who's a non-believer, if they were to, you know, be going through life without you and, and whatever's happening, whatever, and you're not on fire for Jesus and your heart isn't aching for those who don't know Christ because you know what's to come, and you know all this stuff, but but you don't even express it. You know, you don't even really care that much. What non-believer is going to want to say, man, he, he, I think he really believes it. I think I should take this seriously. Um, guys, if your heart cry is not, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. You know, some other, everyone has different gifts. Everyone has different, you know, Strengths and weaknesses, I get that, but but there is no excuse not to proclaim the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, good for women's march, good for you know presidential elections and everything, but my God, even you know people that proclaim to be followers of Jesus like crazy. Um, I see the only thing I see on their newsfeed on Facebook is politics. The only the only thing I hear from their heart is um is what they think is right. You know? And it's not about that. It's about Jesus and it's about what he did on the cross for us. That's that's all that it's about. It's not about it's not about what this world says it's about. And it it takes believers like you and me, everyone in this room, to accept the reality. Once I was living in darkness, but now I'm living in the light. I'm, I've received the light of the world within me. And it is deep sorrow and anguish in my heart for anyone and everyone who does not know Jesus. And it starts with falling in love with Jesus, guys. It starts with stepping out. If you don't know how to serve Jesus, well, good, because so do 90% of Christians. They just do it, and the Holy Spirit will lead. You know? Guys, we need to stand up. We need to, you know, 
It starts with our own lives, our, our own spiritual integrity, our own lifestyle. Um, there's so much that we should be considering when we're getting wrapped up in what this world wants us to get caught up in. You know, imagine Paul if he was traveling to Rome and while he was traveling, he was, you know, stopping by the back then. They probably they wouldn't call it the X Games, but um, whatever it's called, you know, um, the the call in the Colosseum. You know, I don't think he was just getting super involved with all that kind of stuff. I think he knew his mission. I think he knew it was important. And I think he really deeply cared and cherished what has gone in to his own heart to where he couldn't help but share it with others. Yeah, you know, so. woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. And as a brother in Christ to everyone in this room, woe to you if you do not preach the gospel. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woe to you. Woe to me if we all do not preach the gospel and take this seriously and inspire each other constantly to preach Jesus with our life, with our words, with our actions, 24-7. There's no time off, and, and we can do that, but we need each other to do it. It's not going to happen. You know, someone might set the spark, but it's not going to happen unless we all dive in and we all say, let's go, you know? So that's kind of what I felt the Lord saying tonight and um and yeah so as we you know can we keep going through this book of romans where god's just doing amazing things speaking through the different speakers and it's just it's amazing but let's let's learn the word of god and then let's apply it to our lives mm-hmm. you know that all this is in vain if there's no action yeah. um monday through <coughs> monday and then Wednesday through <laughs> Sunday, Monday. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got a copy in the middle. Um, yeah, but anyways, uh, let's close in prayer real quick. Um, dear Lord, God, we just want to give you praise. We want to just lift up your name and just sing hallelujah to the Lord God Almighty. Thank you for what you did on the cross for everyone in this room, uh, what you did on the cross for everyone in this world. And... Um, And God, let's just see a powerful move of your spirit in this community. Um, God, I just pray that everyone in this room is filled up, um, just overflowing with your Holy Spirit, God. And uh, and we just receive it in Jesus' name. And uh, God, any needs in this room, we know that you know. And God, I just ask that you make sure that everyone knows that you care. And just feel that comfort and that peace. And so, Lord, um, thank you for tonight, and bless just an awesome time in fellowship, uh, even though if we go to Old Chicago, I'm going to be really disappointed. Uh, but, Lord, uh, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I was so disappointed. <laughs> All right, hey, guys.